the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm your host for today. This is Hi Kids, 4Kids, 5Kids. And thank you so much for tuning in to 101.9 Hi FM and listening to the Hi Kids show. Today on the Hi Kids show, I'll be speaking to Nadav Osendrada. He is the founder and CEO at a place called Latest Sightings. So, listen kids, don't go away. We have a very, very interesting show for you today. Get ready for a super interesting show only on 101.9 Hi FM. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Renal Silverson and I'm your host for today. Good afternoon, Nadav. Good afternoon. That's How so are you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Everything's going well. That's good. How's your day been? Day's been good. Um, lots of work coming through, coming into the June holidays. Lots of people want to go to the game reserve, and that's what we're about. So, yeah, it's chemo's busy. And we also <laughs> released a, a nice YouTube video today, and that's um, also starting to, 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 to make the rounds on the Internet. So that's always, always nice to see. Wow. So then... <laughs> How do you get the videos on what thing? Okay, so um, just for people who kind of like don't know what, what latest sightings is, um, we're a community of people who, who love wildlife and share their experiences in real time. Um, and so because we have so many people sharing what they're seeing in terms of wildlife, we get a lot of amazing videos as well. And so uh, there was this video taken, um, I think it was two weeks ago, um, by African bush camps. They found a lioness... Oh, that's cool. Uh, the lioness was actually busy attacking a wild dog. and the Never wild- mind. <laughs> yeah. But it was incredible because the wild dog was actually playing dead. And the oh, lioness thought, yeah, the lioness thought um, she had killed the wild dog, so she let it go. And literally the second she let it go, the wild dog, you see it running off. And, and it survived till this day, wow. two weeks later. So, yeah, so because people are sharing their experiences in real time, we, we really get a lot of uh, access to amazing footage and hmm. amazing sightings. Yeah, That's cool. But then how do you get it to look so clear? So we don't always get uh, clear footage. Um, you know, we, we, we're dealing with, with people who are taking videos on their phone, on their small, like kind of cheap cameras as well. So not all of them are clear and a lot of it is shaky. A lot of it is blurry sometimes, but you know, we, we edit the parts that we think are going to, um, interest our viewers. So we'll, we'll see what causes people not to watch. And if it's too shaky, we'll edit that, that, that part out and stuff like that. So especially in the video uh, that I'm talking about today, the wild dog and the lion one, there's this one part where they get so excited. They literally film the, the back of the car and you just see like the, the chair. So obviously <laughs> we'll crop that part out, but the rest is pretty clear. So, oh, wow. so there's a lot of editing that goes, that's involved. So when did it stop? So, latest sightings, uh, it started when I was in grade nine. So oh, when wow. I, no, when I was, uh, 15 years old. Um, I've always loved the bush and going to, to game reserves like the Kruger or Pilonsburg and stuff like that. And I've just loved wildlife and, and going and spotting, you know, lots of, lots of different animals, especially the big five. And so when I, couldn't find them when I was going for like let's say three or four days and it was kind of hard to spot lions and leopards and all the rare stuff um, I wanted to find an easy way of doing it so uh, I, I started a community and uh, hoped that people would share what they were seeing kind of in real time so that if I was in the park I would know where to go to see animals and uh, oh, wow. and that was the aim and 
and that's uh, that's that's what it's um, built up to be. And uh, and people are doing that, and uh, on a daily basis, um, people are sharing real time locations. Hmm. Wow. So yeah. where is it then? So the community is kind of all over. Um, our focus is uh, is trying to build up different game reserves. At the moment, we're in the Kruger. Um, and Pilonsburg and every so often we'll, we'll, we'll get sightings from different game reserves, but Kruger and Pilonsburg are, are definitely, are definitely the biggest. Huh. Very, very interesting. So <laughs> do you go there often or? So me, I, I, I do. I try to. Um, when I was at school, I could only go like once or twice a year, but then I took a gap year. Uh, I actually took two gap years between school and university and, uh, I went every single month. Oh wow. Then when university started, I literally cut it down again to like maybe once or twice a year, sometimes three times. It was very hard. But this year I'm still studying, uh, but I've been there uh, five times to the Kruger uh, wow. and, and <laughs> one day to the Pilonsburg. So I've kind of made an effort this year, uh, which I love. And uh, as as often as I can go, uh, it's a dream, yeah. So do you only go to those specific places? So kind of. I mean, Kruger is... Kruger and Pilonsburg is definitely the most accessible to a person living in Joburg. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's um, it's it's pretty much close. I mean, Kruger's a five-hour drive, four and a half without stopping, so it's it's doable to for a weekend. Pilonsburg, if someone's here from overseas and they only have a day and they you know they can't plan a trip to sleep over in the Kruger, we'll go let's say on a Sunday morning. I'll wake up at two in the morning, get to the gate as they open or just before they open. Because <laughs> two in the morning, you know, like the whole idea is to see animals, and so yeah. early morning is when lions, leopards, and all the rest are, are the most active. So if you if you go for a day, you need to maximize it, and especially afternoon as well. Animals get active from around quarter to four to around six in the afternoon. That's when the gates close, and so so definitely Pilonsburg I do, uh, but mostly day trips. Hmm. So yeah. don't you go to zoos? So zoos. <laughs> I actually haven't been in uh in I don't know how long. Um but you know when I I, I was actually born in Israel and I lived in Israel until oh, I was wow. 8 um and there's no game reserves in Israel. There's no like oh, yeah. safari parks but where where I lived was in uh, Ramat Gan and there is actually a Ramat Gan safari. So it's obviously not as not can't even compare it to to a game reserve here but you know there are places where you have an enclosure and you can actually drive around in your car and look like zebras and giraffes and stuff. And I remember after school, I think, I don't know, once a week or something, um, I could go and, uh, and, you know, be part of the zoo. They would take, uh, school children and teach them how, maybe how to feed, feed the animals or look after the cage, uh, the enclosures and stuff like that. And so that's definitely where I learned, um, to love wildlife. And I'm pretty sure that that's like shaped me today. So even though it was a zoo, a lot of people hate zoos and I know a lot yeah. of zoos, you know, in the world are, you know, pretty terrible for how they how they yeah, treat sure. the animals but for me it's definitely what taught me to love animals and so um i always i'm always a bit grateful for that yeah hmm. so then how can people find you so they can find uh later signs almost everywhere uh we're on instagram youtube facebook and and the app store so all you all we basically need to do is search let's say on instagram latest kruger or on facebook latest sightings um, and the app, just search latest sightings on Android and iOS, um, or just our website, uh, latestsightings.com. And, uh, you know, if you go into the game reserve, it's, uh, it's really a huge help. So what's the app about? So the app, um, is more or less just about 
helping people see more animals and having a better time and a, and a better experience in the park. Because, you know, if you go to the game reserve or Kruger or even Pilansburg anywhere, you know, the, you go there to see animals. And, yeah. and sometimes it takes you hours and hours of driving around and seeing not much, you know, um, you know, some, sometimes people get kind of tired of that yeah. and, you know, you want to go there and, and maximize the trip, see the most that you can. And so that's, that's what the app is there for. You know, it's not only about cats. <clears throat> There's a lot of interesting sightings that, that, that get shared. You know, even let's say a wildebeest giving birth. It's something that's oh, incredible. That's cool. And, uh, there's no, there's no predators involved there, but it's, uh, you know, someone who sees that, it's, it's literally, it's a trip changing experience. Imagine going home and yeah. saying like, I saw a wildebeest give birth. Like I've never seen something like that. So, so yeah, um, that's definitely what it's about. But the one thing we don't ever share is the rhino sighting. Um, you know, there's a lot of poaching that goes on. And so, yeah. uh, we try not help at all. Um, whether it would help or not, I don't know, but we just try and, uh, we just leave out any, any locations of rhinos. Um, other endangered animals, we will still share like the photos or whatever, uh, but we might not give the exact location away. Huh. So then, um, sorry. <laughs> what is one of the coolest things we've ever seen? So for me, um, one of the, one of the best sightings I've ever seen definitely, uh, was about it. Uh, November 2017, so kind of uh, two years ago almost, um, we saw, we were in the Kruger for about four days, and we had seen everything. We had seen wild dogs, lions, leopards, just crazy amount of stuff, but we hadn't seen any cheetah. And so our last morning, we were driving out of Lower Sabi, um, and actually a, a, a report on, on latest science came in that literally two kilometers from us were two cheetahs sleeping next to the road. So obviously we couldn't, we couldn't like not go check it out. So we went, um, and the cheetahs were still there. They were sleeping right next to the road and it was a really beautiful sighting, but we kind of moved up a bit so that if, if a traffic jam would start and, um, we would be out the way, but in a way that we could still see the cheetahs. So we went a bit forward and next thing we look in front of us. And there's a hyena chasing, uh, chasing an impala right towards us. <laughs> the impala ran right into the cheetahs and the cheetahs, uh, the cheetahs chased the impala literally right into our car. They almost hit the car <laughs> and, uh, they grabbed it and, um, um, it was a bit gory. They, they did kill it in the end, but they ran off into the bush. And next thing, while we we're trying to find the, the, uh, the cheetahs again, two, uh, pride of lions came and stole the kill from the cheetah. <gasps> And so the lions ran off into the bush, and so we followed the cheetahs again, and the cheetahs took another impala, because they Aww. obviously couldn't eat. So it was literally a, a, a sighting. It lasted for about two hours, and it was yeah. complete adrenaline. Like, it wow, was one cool. of the one of the best experiences I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so have you ever had to save an animal? So all the time. I mean, sometimes not, pe- not, not me personally. Um, you know, every day, because it's real time, uh, a lot of people see animals with snares around the neck, so it's kind of like a wire that poachers leave for antelope, just for for bush meat. But sometimes they get caught on other animals like lions and leopards, and and so people who are part of the app they will <clears throat> they will share that sighting with the location, and then um, those that that sighting and that information goes directly to the game rangers and the vets that are involved and can actually do something about it. So the rangers will go out and. And, and try and find that animal and take the snare off and, and save its life. But the one time I was actually in the park and, uh, someone saw a wild dog and wild dog are, are extremely rare in, in the world. They're very endangered. In the Kruger alone, 
there's um, there's just over 200 wild dogs. So 200 in a place that's bigger than the size of Israel. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's ex- ex- extremely a small amount. And so when I was there, there was a there was a wild dog scene with a snare, and it was the alpha female. So <clears throat> with a pack of wild dogs. Only the alpha female already gives birth. Sometimes it's the subordinate one, but most of the time the alpha female, the one that leads the pack, is the only one to give birth. And she was the one that had a snare on. Um, so when I was in the area, they uh, they spotted her and they invited me to actually be part of of the rescue mission. So I I took a lot of the footage, uh, the footage, and I videoed it and I took photos and stuff like that of the rescue mission. And uh, and it was incredible. You know, we also got to to feel the pups kick. In the stomach <laughs> of a wild, wild dog. And That's was, cool. And also all of this, we were out the car and the rest of the pack were running around us. So it was really amazing and, uh, uh, and quite emotional as well to know that we're saving one wild dog, but she's, she's the, the future of the whole pack. And so, um, yeah. yeah, so we try and do that often as much as we can when people, uh, report injured animals. Well, what is your favorite animal? So Why? definitely. <laughs> Wild dogs, uh, for me is, is a big favorite of mine. I love seeing them. Um, you know, especially they're quite rare and endangered, but when you do see them, even though they do sleep most of the day, when they get active, they get super active and you could follow them in the road for like kilometers on end. The one time I followed one for about 11 kilometers, literally I measured, well. we followed them in the road for 11 kilometers and they don't even get tired. So when they hunt, they also, they don't ambush, they just chase. So they don't worry about waiting for the animal to get close to them. They'll just run after them until the animal gets tired as well. They just know that they'll have enough stamina. And and um, what's also amazing about wild dogs is their social structure. You know, if if one wild dog is injured, the rest of the pack will hunt for it. Yeah. And they will actually allow that injured one to eat first. <clears throat> so with a pride of lions, if one is injured, they kind of just forget about it. They'll carry on, with the, you know, they'll go, they'll walk on kilometers or whatever a different part of the territory they'll just leave the other line behind to to fend for itself with wild dogs they'll really look after the injured as well so it's just it's an, an incredible animal yeah must be very smart yeah definitely. well now that we've been talking about land animals what about the largest bird the lot the largest bird um definitely uh I th- in the kruger i think it's the ostrich and the heaviest bird uh the cory bustard <laughs> That's the heaviest flying bird in the world. Oh, wow. And also, you find all of those in in South Africa. Yeah. So then, do you have... Uh, sorry. So why should people stay in the car when they're recording? So, like- so when when you're in the game reserve, right, and you're dealing with uh, wild animals, um, it's always, well, it's, it's part of the park rules to stay inside the car. There are some places where you're allowed to get out and they're very well signposted, but even then, there's a bit of risk. But basically, it's just dangerous to be out the car. Imagine you don't know uh, animal's behavior and there's a lion suddenly. You can't just get out the car. The lion will probably just attack you um, or, or run away. Most of the times, they will actually run away. But um, the big five are named the big five because they're the most dangerous to be part, uh, to, to confront on foot, especially when they're injured. So lion, leopard, buffalo, elephant, and rhino are part of the, uh, of the big five. And uh, if they're injured and you confront them on foot, they they they're the most dangerous. So you need to stay inside the car, especially when you when you around these animals. Um, and also, even hanging out the car, it, it can spook the animals, especially elephants as well. You know, that when they see when they see you in your car, 
um, they see the cars maybe like a rock or a, a single thing that doesn't really move much. But the second you hang out the car and your head breaks the shape and the outline of the car, they're suddenly seeing movement. And they're not, they're not really sure where it's coming from, or they think this this car-looking thing is an animal that's uh, that's um, that might con- uh, confront them or attack. So that's when they get aggressive as well. So if you if you are looking at animals, definitely just stay inside the car, unless you're with a game ranger that knows what he's doing and has been trained and, and knows how to handle these animals. Definitely, definitely just stay inside your car. It's safer. Huh. I am learning so much. <laughs> Let's see if we can learn more after the song. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. I have Nadav Osan Driver in studio with me. If you have any questions for him, or if you want to say hi to your friends and family, you can SMS to 34519 or what's up to 061-895-1019. You can now call on 010 Let's carry on with the questions. Yeah. <laughs> Why do giraffes have long necks? So, the the very short answer is because they eat tr- leaves that are on trees that are quite high. And so, uh, having long necks allows them to reach that food. Um, and often, like, when, you, when you're in a game reserve um, and you haven't seen any giraffes, definitely look at the type of terrain that you're driving through. Um, often, when I'm there with people I've never been, they're asking where all the giraffes, but I'll say, like, look around, like, there's only bushes, there's no trees, so there's no reason for giraffes to actually be there. So if you want to look for giraffes, go to areas where the trees are high, because that, that's usually the, the food that they um, that they feed on. But then how come they can't just eat on the bush? So they, sometimes they technically can, um, but, you know... <clears throat> A giraffe's neck is so is so big, and to to bend down, even to drink, literally will take them like a few minutes. So if you ever go to a waterhole and you you watch a herd of giraffe, it's actually a, a journey of giraffes or a tower of giraffe. That's like the collective noun. So if you at a waterhole and you're seeing a tower of giraffes coming down to drink, um, and you you watch them, you'll see how long it takes them to to actually bend down to get to the water. And so imagine. A pride of lions follow, uh, um, uh, whatever, a herd of giraffes, um, and they're waiting for them to eat. Every time they eat from the bush, it will take them five minutes to just get down and to get back up. And so it's a brilliant advantage for, for predators. Yeah. And so they, um, giraffes don't take that risk. They, they would rather just go find some tall trees where it takes them like two seconds to reach. So, so that's, that's definitely why you won't find giraffes eating off bushes a lot, just for survival. Wow. Yeah. So then what's the difference between a leopard and a cheetah? Okay, so I want to ask you a question. <laughs> do you think uh do you think a leopard has spots? I know it's a true question, but I'm saying yes. Okay. So that's a big difference. Is cheetahs have spots, leopards don't. I knew it. <laughs> so leopards they actually have something called rosettes where it's like a group of like four or five spots but joined together. So it's kind of like a, a circle. But you can see the round edges. So it looks like spots. And I think most people just say leopards have spots. But they actually don't. Technically, it's rosettes. Um, but there are a lot of differences. I mean, a leopard is um, can climb trees, sleeps in trees. They, um, they, they actually take their food up in trees. Where cheetahs barely climb trees. They'll only use it for vantage point. The other big thing is that cheetahs are diurnal. And leopards are nocturnal. So diurnal, <laughs> diurnal means that they hunt and are active during the day. And leopards hunt and are active during the night. And so yeah. the biggest difference you can tell 
is um, a cheetah's diurnal, and so they have black lines under their eyes. So especially the the famous tear marks, that's actually to help them hunt. Uh, the black kind of stops the mirage of light and the blurriness of light in its eyes so it can focus when it's hunting during the day. Where if you look at leopards, they actually have a white under their eyes. So white is a is a great reflection of light into their eyes. So at night, when they need as much light as possible to see at night, um, they have the white lines as opposed to the black tear marks. So mm-hmm. those are a few of the big differences between cheetah and leopards. Yeah. <laughs> so have you ever spotted a white lion? White lion, I've... I have never in the wild. Um, I was in the park in the area where there's a famous white lion in, in the Kruger. Um, for anyone that's, that knows the area, it's Satara. And there's this famous road called the S100. Um, and a white lion was born there a few years ago. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, it's, and this week it was seen. Um, and when I was there earlier this year, I think it was around February, um, I went to that area specifically to find the white lion. And I missed it by like a half an hour. I was on the road where it was seen, and I missed about half an hour, so I have never seen it. But uh, in the past two days, it's actually been on a buffalo kill. So oh. anyone who's been in the area oh. has actually had a lot of time to see it. Because um, when animals are on a kill, especially you know lions, whatever, yeah, they, they'll be there for for a good few days. And so those people are really lucky. Um, yeah. But I've never seen it. Well, one day you hopefully see it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my goal, my dream, definitely. Yeah. So, why do big cats eat non-harmful animals? So, it's a, you know, cats uh, and dogs, especially wild dogs and hyenas are, I think, more part of the cat family, but they're predators, and so they will eat um, herbivores uh, and uh, and those are animals that happen to eat grass. Um, Those animals can also be quite harmful. I mean, if you bump into a a bushbuck, they have very sharp horns, and especially when antelopes are trying to fight for their lives they can be quite harmful as well so they don't technically eat non-harmful animals they'll go for the herbivores um and uh and 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 animals that eat uh, leaves and grass and and stuff like that um but you will find uh, predators not necessarily eating other predators but definitely uh, attacking them and trying to kill them as well just for for competition of food (laughs) space as well they don't often eat them as much that's but, upsetting uh, though <laughs> it's it's upsetting to depends how you look at it um you know uh we get a lot of kill sightings and they're not nice to see but in the world of nature that's what happens you know if if you're a lion trying to survive and there's another lion in your way he's gonna fight and the only way to get rid of the competition is to is to maybe kill that other lion so that it can raise its pride and its cubs and stuff like that. And so that's that's kind of how you look at why predators to us might seem mean. Um but it's it's all for survival. They yeah. they don't they don't think of it as like, oh should I should I hurt this animal? It's they think of it as I need to survive, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> so then how do the animals hunt them? So which specific animals, like lions, how do yeah. they hunt? Um so lions actually hunt in uh, in prides. So they uh usually the lionesses hunt, so the female lions. Um the male lions, it's not that they're lazy. They do sleep <laughs> most of the day, but people think they're lazy, but they're actually just saving the energy in case um a a, a rival pride enters the territory. So they have huh. enough energy to fight them off because they they they're essential to the survival of the pride. So they don't hunt as much. But the lionesses, they will work as a team. Like the one lioness will go in front of the animal and chase chase the herd into the pride 
So a few will wait behind. One will go in front and will chase them into the pride. So that's our lioness's hunt. Or that's our lion's hunt. Um, wild dogs, they, as I think I said earlier, but like they don't ambush. They all just run and chase animals down. Um, leopards, they'll also, they'll, they'll ambush. They're the, one of the best ambush predators in the world. They, they can get up to two meters from an animal before, before it detects it and they'll chase it. So it gets really close. Um, and that's also, an interesting fact is cats will always clean themselves. They'll get rid of all their scent. So if you if you actually ever get close enough to a lion and you smell it, you can't smell it. Where a pack of wild dogs, they don't care if they smelt because they'll just chase the animal down. So they actually, they stink. I mean, if you see a pack of wild dogs, I've, I've actually literally spotted a pack of wild dogs by smelling them first. So, um, yeah, so those are a few of the differences about how they hunt. Oh, wow. So how can us listeners help? So there's different ways. I mean, uh, help or you can just join the community and, and share your sightings when you're in the park. Um, you know, you can see what others are seeing. And if you see, if you see something really cool or exciting, you can, uh, you can just share your experience. And if you want to help, I mean, the only way is basically if you see an animal that's injured, um, report it again, give us your location, give us the time that you saw it. And, uh, and rangers will hopefully, um, will do something about it. Oh. So what's the strongest animal and why? The strongest animal. I do, I heard somewhere that ants are actually in relation to, uh, to their <laughs> body are one of the strongest. Yeah. They can carry, uh, things a few times their, their whole weight. So I think they're the strongest. Rhinos are pretty strong. Elephants are strong. I've seen elephants walk over a tree. Just literally, there's a tree upright standing. It will just literally push it down, walk over it, wow. and, and eat it. So they do it to eat. Um, and actually, elephants uh, destroy more of the bush every single day, um, I think, than humans, even in the Kruger. Um, you know, they eat they eat a lot of food a day. Um, and to do that, they have to break down trees. They have to, um, you know, destroy destroy the bush just to get to the roots and to get to some water as well. So elephants are pretty strong. Um and uh and yeah, I think those those are definitely one of the strongest. Yeah. So what is the fastest animal? Fastest animal, uh cheetah, I think it goes hundred and fifteen kilometers an hour. But it can only hold that for four seconds. So even though uh it's pretty strong uh pretty fast, um it can only really keep it up for four seconds and it gets really tired. So so if it does manage to hunt, it needs to relax for a good few hours before it even starts to eat. Thank you so much to Nadav Osendriver for coming on Hi Kids and teaching us about later sightings and animals. Thank you to my producer Mandy and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. Join us on Monday for another Hi Kids show only on 101.9 Hi FM. This has been Hi Kids, 4Kids, Bye Kids, Goodbye Kids and Shabbat Shalom Kids.